I'm buying a lot of cards right now, and I'm selling some too. As we head into the national this week, I'm telling you which cards I'm targeting to buy, sell, and trade. My name is Jeff Wilson. By day, I invest in tech companies, and at night, I invest in sports cards. Join me and my team as we help you profit from the hobby we all love. Hello, sports card investors, and welcome to one of the most exciting weeks of the year. It is National Week, and I cannot wait. I am about to get on a plane and head to Atlantic City. I am extremely excited about the National this year. Sports Card Investor has a big booth on the show floor in the corporate section. So if you're going to the National, come on by and say hi. And guys, if you aren't going to the National this year, don't worry, we've got you covered here on this Sports Card Investor channel. We're gonna have incredible coverage of everything going on at the National, daily videos to show you all of the highlights of everything happening on the National show floor. Make sure you're subscribed to this Sports Card Investor channel. And then starting this Wednesday, you're gonna see our first videos from the National. So make sure to be checking this channel often because I am going to be doing a lot of buying at the National this year. I think right now is a good time to buy. Now look, there's a lot of economic uncertainty which persists in the world. There's recession talk, there's interest rates going crazy, gas prices are still high, inflation is out of control, there's people losing jobs, at least some. There's a lot of reasons why people are fearful right now and there's a lot of uncertainty about what the months ahead may bring. But I also think it's a pretty good time to buy cards right now, especially if you're willing to hold them for the long run. We are seeing prices on some real key cards, some cards that I think will make great long-term investments. We're seeing prices that have dipped below the levels, the pre-pandemic levels where those cards were in the summer of 2020 and beyond. If we look at the seasonality of the year, June was the slowest month we have seen this year. Actually, the slowest month we've seen in a few years, going back well before the pandemic, for the sports card market overall. It was a slow, slow month. But I think a lot of that just simply has to do with seasonality. We got out of the basketball season, that wrapped up. The hockey season wrapped up. Football is still a little ways away, and baseball wasn't, in June at least, that interesting as we were still in the first half of the season. Playoff races had not yet begun to really heat up. So naturally, if you look over the history of sports cards, if you go back in years and years past, naturally you see a little bit of slowdown, or actually a lot of slowdown, in the sports card market as you get into May and especially as you get into June and the early part of July. That's a natural phenomenon that occurs. We haven't seen that as much the last couple of years because the overall market forces, the heat of the sports card market or the sports card market starting to cool off a little bit overall affected the trend so much the last few years that it kind of overcame the natural trends of seasonality. This year, and probably for the years following, 
I think we're back to seeing a little bit more of that typical seasonality in sports cards. And if that's the case, history would tell us that June and July are low points for the year and are often really good times to buy cards. History would also tell us that once we get to the national, things start to heat back up a little bit through the month of August, leading into the start of football season in September, and then leading into the start of basketball season in October. I am banking on the fact that I think this year is gonna follow somewhat of that same pattern again. I think we're gonna see a really strong fall for sports cards. Uh, I should say maybe a strong rise this fall for sports cards. I don't think they're falling anymore this year in price. I think we're gonna see prices rise as we get into the fall. I think we've hit a bottom. Now, once again, that is my prediction, but my prediction is simply an educated guess based upon the data that I'm looking at. I don't know what's gonna happen with the economy overall. I don't know what's gonna happen in the fall and beyond. Maybe things will not turn out the way that I thought, but I am banking on the fact that I think we have hit a low point in the sports card market right now and I think prices are going up and they are going up from here. So with that in mind, I'm gonna tell you the specific cards that I am targeting at the National, things I've been buying recently, things I have been selling recently, and deals I'm looking to make at the National for buying, selling, and trading. Before I do, let me give a shout out to LA Sports Cards. We are filming this in LA Sports Cards brand new Glendale location. It's their second store here in Los Angeles. Their stores are absolutely beautiful and I have enjoyed hanging out with Elvis and his team here at LA Sports Cards during our trip. Hopefully, if you're out here in the LA area, you can check their store out. And let me also give a shout out to Market Movers because as I'm studying all of this market data and I'm looking at cards that I'm gonna buy or sell, Market Movers is my best friend and guys, I have huge news. We have just dropped the price of Market Movers. You can now get Market Movers for as little as $9.99 per month. Brand new pricing plans. You can even still take advantage of a free trial. But $9.99 per month gets you started with our new Market Movers starting plan. It's big news and it's just in time for the national it's the ultimate tool you need at the National to price out your cards. Go to sportscardinvestor.com and click on Market Movers in the main menu bar to learn all about the new Market Movers starter plan. Okay, what am I buying? What am I selling? What am I trading? I'm gonna start by telling you what I am selling. And this may surprise you because I am selling what a lot of you out there right now are buying. I am selling some of the star up and coming AFC quarterbacks. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and other guys like Lamar Jackson and, and Tua, and even some of the newer guys like Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones, I am selling. A lot of you are buying, I am selling. The reason why I'm selling, and look, I love these guys. I love watching these guys play. I think Josh Allen is an absolute stud. I love watching that guy. I think Justin Herbert is the most exciting quarterback in football. I think Joe Burrow could go on and have a Hall of Fame career. I think Lamar Jackson is incredibly exciting every time he touches the ball. I love watching all of those guys play. I think Tua has upside with the new weapons in Miami. 
there's a problem. Only one of those guys is actually gonna make it to the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter how good all of them are. At the end of the day, only one of them can actually win the AFC. And we haven't even mentioned Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. There are other veteran quarterbacks in the AFC, Ryan Tannehill, who are gonna have something to say about it as well. Deshaun Watson at some point in time, maybe not right away. So the AFC is so incredibly crowded with talent. And looking at the history of football card prices, what I know is that going into the season, everybody's cards are hot. And then as the season goes on, everybody, except the guys who get to the Super Bowl, their cards eventually cool off. So although I named all of these names of extremely hot players right now, only one of them is gonna be really hot come the end of the season. The others are gonna see their cards most likely drop in price. So under this strategy, while I have been here in LA, I actually traded away two massive cards. You've seen on this channel before, you saw me buy the Justin Herbert Gold Kaboom card at the Dallas Card Show a year ago for $7,000. I then got that card graded. I just traded it away. I got a little over $30,000 in trade value for that card, about $32,000 worth of trade value, which I was pretty happy with taking that profit, especially in a year when the card market has declined significantly. What did I trade it for? A couple of cards of icons and goats. We'll talk more about those as we go. I also traded away my Josh Allen card, the big Josh Allen card that I made a big trade at a later Dallas card show last year where I traded a big Kyler Murray for a big Josh Allen card. I traded that away for an iconic Babe Ruth 1933 Gaudi. I'm de-risking. I'm taking the risk off of Josh Allen even though I love the guy and I'm moving it to a much safer long-term play, in my opinion, of iconic 33 Gaudi Babe Ruth card. So, in general, I'm selling, I will be selling, I will be selling my Joe Burrows, I will be selling the remainder of these hot AFC quarterbacks at the National while I'm there, or I'll be looking for trades for them. But, but, I might do a little buying I might do a little buying of two AFC quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. I might do a little buying of those two guys for two reasons. First of all, their prices are very depressed. Patrick Mahomes' prices are less than half, less than half of what they were a year ago. Russell Wilson's prices haven't gone down that much, but they're still down compared to their historical highs. They are now entering the territory, in my opinion, of being pretty undervalued compared to some of their contemporaries that I just mentioned, like Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. But those guys have rings. Patrick Mahomes has, ring, has a ring. He's got an MVP award. He's got a couple of you know, MVP in, in the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, a ring. These guys are accomplished, more accomplished, more accomplished than those other guys I just mentioned, and their prices are really low, and they're in pretty good situations on teams that have a lot of potential to be competitive in the years ahead. So I'm still fearful of AFC quarterbacks in general, but if I'm buying in anywhere, I'm gonna go with a couple of guys that have rings that are slightly more veteran-y, 
and uh, have the potential to maybe continue to add to their ring count in the years ahead. We'll see. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below. And by the way, as I'm talking about what I'm buying and what I'm selling, let me just tell you, these are my opinions. I may be wrong. I have been wrong before. You guys know that if you've been watching this channel, I've made some bad, bad picks before and I made some really good ones as well. Do your own research, make your own decisions. Don't base your own investment philosophy just on what I say. Please do your own homework and do your research. I'm just giving you my opinion. I hope it's right. It could very well be wrong. We'll see how this NFL season plays out. But let's talk about what else I'm buying. I think there's a really good opportunity right now to buy iconic cards of Hall of Famers or or established veterans whose card prices have fallen over the course of the last year. These card prices have been brought down considerably by the drop in the sports card market. Michael Jordan is a great example. And while I was out here in LA, I picked up some big Michael Jordan cards. I picked up his 1985 star Gatorade card in BGS 9.5, the highest possible grade of that card that exists right now. Uh, And of course, PSA just started grading these cards. And so you might see some PSA ones come up. But as of right now, the BGS 9.5 of this 1985 star Michael Jordan card is the best one out there. I actually picked up the complete set of these Gatorade cards from 1985. And these cards are way down in value from their peaks. These Jordan cards today are selling for much, much less than they were a year ago, but they're pretty low population. I think it's a good long-term buy and hold. I've also been buying Jordan inserts from the 1990s, iconic, rare Jordan inserts from the 1990s. I had a guy approach me at a card show here in LA a few weeks ago. He had a whole stack of iconic Jordan inserts from the 1990s that he wanted to sell me below recent comps, significantly below recent comps. And I said, why do you wanna sell out of all of these? And he said, the price of these has been dropping and dropping and I'm scared they're gonna drop more and I just wanna get cash. And I said, you know what? I will give you cash for those because I think this is an excellent time to be buying those types of cards. And I expect in the years ahead, those cards will rise in value significantly. That's my opinion. We'll see what happens, but if I'm betting, I'm betting on a lot of those real iconic cards of the absolute goats, the absolute stars, and I think Jordan is a really good place to start. Um, I've also, I'm also been buying, and I'm gonna continue to buy Steph Curry. Now, you may say, well, this isn't the best time to buy Steph Curry. He just came off a championship. His prices are pretty high. And that's true. His prices are pretty high. He did just come off a championship and common wisdom would say, maybe this isn't a great time to buy his cards. But his cards are actually still down from the peaks back in January when he set the all-time three-point record. His cards have come down a little bit. And I feel that Steph Curry with this last championship has put himself in the LeBron James echelon. I feel that Steph Curry is gonna go down historically as on the Mount Rushmore of players of this current era of basketball. I think there's a chance that if Steph Curry goes on and adds a few more rings with Golden State, which is possible, which is possible, Steph Curry is a lot closer. It seems like Steph Curry is a lot closer to adding a few more rings right now than LeBron James is. And I feel like if Steph Curry does that, there will be some 
that will look back at this era of basketball and rank Steph Curry above LeBron in terms of all-time greatness. Now, I know many of you out there are horrified by, by that statement and suggesting that, but what if Steph Curry has six or seven rings and he changed the game with his three-point shots? I like the upside that he has long-term for sure, being thought about of one of the most iconic players of all time. And I also like the short-term upside he has with Golden State rolling into next season likely as the NBA title favorite again. So for those reasons, this offseason, including at the National, I'm shopping for more Steph Curry cards. I'm also shopping for some of the great players currently playing in basketball whose cards are down a lot, including Giannis and including LeBron. I mentioned LeBron. LeBron's prices are down tremendously. We're starting to get into potentially a good buying opportunity for LeBron. If you think about where his prices could be in five or 10 or 15 years, as he you know, is in the Hall of Fame and is, is known as, you know, if not the greatest of all time, one of the greatest of all time, I think long-term he's a super, super safe bet. And right now his prices are down. The only question that I have is will LeBron's prices fall further if the Lakers are as bad next season as they were this season? The answer could be yes. So I'm not rushing out as quickly to buy LeBron's cards as I am some of the other guys I just mentioned, but I do think there is some buy opportunity for LeBron either, either now or in the not so distant future. There is one newer basketball player that I am going to take a chance on and it's Zion. I am speculating on Zion again and maybe I am absolutely crazy because I have been burnt by buying some big Zion cards in the past and then watching him not return to the court and watching his cards fall in value. But I am hoping that we have hit the low point of the Zion market. I think there's gonna be a lot. You, we've already seen his cards start to go up some recently, and I think there's gonna be a lot more upwards momentum of his cards as we get into this basketball season, especially if those social media posts we've all seen prove true, where he looks incredible, he looks in shape, he looks cut. And he's out there saying that he's not going to disappoint people, that he's going to be back with a vengeance. If that's all true, I expect Zion's prices to rise a lot as the season gets going. I think I'm going to take a chance and pick up some Zion at the National. I'm also buying soccer. Guys, the World Cup is coming up this fall and we're starting to see interest increase in the soccer card market. The World Cup actually, I think it's what, November and December of this year. It's a little later than most. I wish it was taking place this summer because if the World Cup was taking place right now over the summer, like it typically does, this would actually really, really help the sports card market right now over the summer. Uh, but unfortunately, we've been in a little bit of a lull because we haven't had a big sporting event like that. The World Cup is going to have to compete this fall with football and basketball, which I don't love but it's still gonna be a big event. It's still a worldwide phenomenon, and there's still gonna to be tons of attention being placed on soccer as we get into October, November, and December. So I do think this is maybe the last moment you can start to pick up some soccer cards before what I believe is gonna be a run-up in price as we get into the, to the World Cup. Also keep in mind that in 2026, the World Cup is here in America, and our young American team which should be pretty decent in this year's World Cup, could be really good in the 2026 World Cup because most of our young players will be hitting their prime in 2026. 
I have a lot of optimism for soccer cards, especially if you're willing to hold and anticipate what soccer could do in America in the years ahead, leading into the 2026 World Cup. I also think there's some opportunity in the vintage card market. The one area of the sports card market that seems to have held up well over this summer is football cards. Some of those guys who I just mentioned, the Joe Burrows and the Justin Herberts uh, and the Josh Allens have really kept some of the key football cards elevated this summer as other cards have been dropping. There's not nearly enough attention paid to vintage football. And with all of that excitement around the modern football guys, I think I might look for a little bit of vintage football at the National. And of course, I always love picking up on-card autographs of Hall of Famers on their rookie cards. I picked up this beautiful Alual Cinder card, of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, autographed Abdul-Jabbar. I picked this up at Burbank Sports Cards while I was here in town. I traded for it. It's funny. I traded a Shea Gilgius Alexander card for this card. Like, talk about trading, you know, a modern speculative basketball, who knows exactly what he'll be and how relevant he'll be in another few years for one of the all-time greats on-card autograph rookie card, and it was an even trade. I'm doing that right now. I'm de-risking getting out of some of the higher population modern cards, which brings me to that point. I'm selling a lot of 2020, 2021, 2022 cards right now, and I'm moving my investment back into those iconic cards from prior years, which are currently down in price significantly from their highs a year ago. I'm concerned about overprinting. I'm concerned about how many different parallels have been added to sets recently. Uh, In fact, I did a whole video about that on our Market Movers channel recently. Go check that out if you haven't already, where I specifically talked about how there's just so many more numbered cards, serial numbered cards and parallels being made this year in 2022 than there was even a few years ago. And how ultimately I think that's gonna devalue all cards from this year and last year and the year prior that there's so much of it being printed. Even, Even the more rare serial numbered stuff is really not as rare as you think it is. Go watch that Market Movers, the video on the Market Movers YouTube channel if you wanna see that in more detail. Um, But in general, I'm moving my money away from some of those types of cards from the last few years, moving my money back into some of these more iconic cards that I can buy at a big discount compared to where they were priced a few years ago, or even, I should say, a year ago. They've been down a lot since they're high about a year ago. So that's what I'm doing at the National. That's what I am looking for. What are you buying and selling right now? Let me know in the comments below. And if you're going to the National, first of all, I'd love to see you there. Come by the Sports Card Investor booth. We're gonna be in the middle of the show floor. Uh, We're gonna be looking for you. Would love to say hi to you while you're there. I hope you have an absolutely great time if you're able to go to the National. And if you're not, we are gonna be covering the National every single day on the Sports Card Investor channel, bringing you shows from the National every day, showing you what I am buying and selling and trading on the show floor, doing box battles, having all kinds of fun. So make sure, hit that subscribe button right now and make sure you are subscribed to Sports Card Investor so you get notified when we bring you all of our great videos from the National and show you what the National show floor is like. All right, guys. Let me know what you're buying and selling and trading in the comments. Enjoy National Week. 
and I'll see you from Atlantic City in a few days. Take care.